You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavalley, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. We've come a long way since we first started this podcast journey and want to send a sincere thanks to all of you for tuning in and continuing to tune in. For those of you who've been with us from the beginning, you might remember we've had some of our Voya colleagues on this pod, and we're back today with a repeat guest. Before we get there, though, let me welcome back my co-host, Bill Harmon, to kick off today's episode. Hey, thanks, Heather, and happy to be back with everyone today, and happy new year. It is 2022, so excited, and You know, I hope everyone had some time to relax over the holidays with their family and friends. And well, we missed you. And so hopefully there was a little element of you saying, hey, when's the next podcast? So as Heather mentioned, we're back today with one of our own Voya experts. And he's here to talk about an important and really popular topic in the industry, and that's lifetime income. So here to join us is our very own Senior Vice President of Retirement Product Management at Voya, Jeff Simony, who you all might remember from last year's episodes on PEPs. So, Mr. Simony, it is great to see you and great to chat with you. And thanks for coming back. I'm glad we didn't scare you away. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Heather. You can't scare me away. I guess we have to try harder, Heather. Well, anyhow, hey, Jeff, you know, lifetime income is really becoming more and more popular in the industry. In a sense, you know, you think we've done a good job in telling people they need to save and get to a certain number. And then all of a sudden you get this number and you're ready to retire. And the question is, what do I do with this now? How can I think about taking this nest egg that I've developed and making sure that I can spend wisely and not run out throughout retirement? So I guess in your opinion, why are lifetime income solutions so important and and why now? Great question, Bill. I think there's a couple things. The macro view I'd suggest is really people living a lot longer. You know, if I go back to really just the the mid fifties, my parents uh, kind of range, the average worker lived to about 77 years old. Today, through healthcare advances and you know a healthy lifestyle, on average, men and women are living into their mid to late 80s. I read an article actually over the weekend that suggested that the folks going into the labor force right now, my children, will most likely, on average, live into their 90s, and a fair amount of them will live over 100. You know that makes things a little bit more complex. When you retire in your 60s, you've got 35 years to have your nest egg last a lifetime, and we've got the baby boomers now in the heart of retiring. So you've got the largest cohort of employees at a time when people are living a lot longer, and it makes this riddle a little bit more difficult. When you talk about this becoming a popular topic, one thing that comes to mind for me is legislation, which we've talked about a lot on the show. And it may have sparked or started the conversation around lifetime income planning for advisors and plan sponsors. Can you let us know, have there been any notable actions Congress has taken as it pertains to lifetime income solutions as part of the overall retirement legislation? Great question, Heather, and and thanks for asking that. In a short sense, yes, there has been legislation about two years ago, uh, just before Christmas time, actually, the SECURE Act became law. And in there, it actually provided a safe harbor for employers, plan sponsors, that if they followed a certain set of procedures, that they protected for the type of lifetime income programs that they offered within their plans. This was something that employers, uh, those of us that work in the industry, even employees, consultants, and advisors had really been asking the government for assistance on. The rules up until that point were rather vague, 
And many of us feel like this did a really nice job of closing that gap. And the reason that we believe that that gap was necessary was to allow plan sponsors to be more comfortable in offering some of these programs that have very long time periods associated with them. So if you're a 65-year-old and you retire and you pick an in-plan annuity as your option, you'll get paid for the rest of your life no matter how long you live. Like we talked about earlier in this podcast, that could be upwards of 35 or 40 years. And so this allowed fiduciaries to be a little more comfortable in offering some of these programs that, quite frankly, all of us really wanted. I think it's a great example of a bipartisan support led by industry and market participants working with the government to come up with legislation that really, at the end of the day, values employees and their options to generate lifetime income. So Jeff, you know, you you talked about life expectancy creating some popularity in this topic right here. Let's talk about another hot topic, and that's inflation. Give us your thoughts on how inflation has had an effect on retirement security and really the interest in these types of solutions for individuals themselves. Another great question, Bill. You know, we've had a very long time period of very low inflation. So many folks don't remember when inflation was very high. In the 1970s, as an example, inflation was much higher than all of us wanted, and it had a very negative impact on retirees. I grew up in a small town in Western Massachusetts where General Electric was the largest employer. And for those that were retired at the time on what they refer to as a fixed income, saw their purchasing power diminished rather significantly. We may be starting to see a little bit of an increase in inflation versus what we've experienced over the last 30 years. But nonetheless, it's a really strong consideration when trying to determine how to generate a lifetime income. So a lot of the legislation that we talked about earlier that Heather asked about and some of the products that we're seeing developed in the marketplace are really a combination of investments as well as a lifetime income guarantee. And because these investments are not necessarily in fixed income, they do have an ability to keep up with inflation. So we're starting to see a lot of product development that tries to answer both the questions that you all have asked me. One is, how do I ensure that my nest egg will last a lifetime? And two, how do I keep ahead of inflation if we start to see prices increasing across the board once I'm retired? So Jeff, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to talk about plan sponsors and employees. You know, understanding how retirement income solutions can fit into one's overall benefit package might be a question for many. And we know that there's no uh, one-size-fits-all approach, but what types of solutions are you hearing are more popular or helpful when it comes to creating a comprehensive income strategy? Oh, that's a great question, Heather. Uh, This is the one that I probably spend most of my time working on with um, other companies, with our plan sponsors, even asking advisors, consultants, and participants what their perspectives are. And the interesting thing that we're learning through this process is everybody has a different interest. My interest about how to generate lifetime income may be very different than yours, Heather, may be very different than yours, Bill. Our situations are different. And as such, I think what we're starting to see in the marketplace is certain product features that allow for each individual to customize their own program. Many of the programs that we're seeing are attached to asset management services. And by that, I mean, they'll invest the money for the participant. It can be a very confusing time. Many people in retirement don't want to take the time to do their own investments. And so a lot of these products come with investments as a core component of it. The one thing, though, that is rather interesting is that most of the lifetime income features are options, meaning a participant has an option to select it, 
or an option simply to take the investment component of it only. And that has really, I think, increased a lot of interest level from consultants, advisors, and plan sponsors, because it's not an either or decision. It's an either or decision at the individual participant level. So we're starting to see a lot of creative organizations create products that allow for flexibility to respect and kind of align with the individual interest levels of the participants that are considering them. You know, let's keep on that topic of interest on employers and employer-sponsored plans. When we look at these employer-sponsored retirement plans, what have you been hearing from clients or ultimately their plan participants about the interest in providing these types of retirement income options within their employer-sponsored plans? And I guess another question, and it's really been an important one, how can these solutions help participants even if they leave their employer and retire? You know, it's a great question, Bill. If I go back to some of the conversation that we had a little bit earlier in terms of why we asked for the Department of Labor to help us with legislation to give us greater clarity, a big reason behind that was the interest level of employees who wanted to stay within their plan. They were thrilled with the plan that their provider offered them. They were thrilled with the benefit that their employer offered them. They wanted to stay within the plan, but quite frankly, didn't have an option in the plan that could help them with a lifetime income. And so they felt forced to leave the plan in order to get investment expertise, as well as a lifetime income strategy. And so I think where we're moving as an industry is to provide, again, an option to those participants who want to stay in the plan, an opportunity and a solution that allows them to do that, and yet still receive lifetime income. Participants who would like to go with their advisor and generate a custom plan, maybe combine some outside assets that they have at other organizations or other places and develop a lifetime income plan can still do that. But this provides those that have been thrilled about the retirement plan that they've been a part of can stay in there and still receive lifetime income. So Jeff, as our discussion comes to a close, I'm going to wrap up a couple of themes that you've talked about today of you know, we're seeing more and more people living longer, so lifetime income is, is top of mind. Certainly, we've seen some favorable changes in legislation that are supportive of lifetime income. You talked a bit about uh, inflation, and maybe it hasn't been as much of a, of a reality for us recently, but certainly has a history and, and something we're seeing a little bit on the rise. And lastly, you talked about there is no one-size-fits-all option, and really, how do we create the either-or option at the participant level, whether that's staying in plan or moving out of plan? So a lot of really good insights here, and and I'm going to wrap with one final question for you. From a benefits-offering perspective, and knowing that the competition for employers today is fierce to attract and retain talent, how do you see lifetime income solutions playing a role in the offerings employers might consider when it comes to their overall offering? And what other areas are employers focused on beyond the retirement plan? Great great question, Heather. There's two things that immediately come to mind. One is certainly a more robust benefit offer to a prospective employee is something that can really attract them to your organization. And, And I think having the ability to generate a lifetime income from their plan is certainly a key feature of that. But the second thing, which is probably a a little bit more critical, and I think it's a learning that we had a sense that was there, but was accelerated by our experience in COVID, which is most of the benefits nowadays are interrelated with each other. They're locked together. A high deductible healthcare plan requires that someone has the need for an emergency savings fund to the extent that you have a healthcare event. That could be a burden on a family. 
we understand a lot of relationships between you know retirement plans and other benefits that are offered there. So what we're really learning is, is how interconnected benefits are to each other and that employers are thinking of them now more as a package than a bunch of things that they offer to them. And I think the one thing that, that we're really seeing from our employers is a request for assistance at the employee level about how to knit together a custom benefit program for them, the combination of health and wealth. So for me, lifetime income is critically important. A retirement plan is one of the best ways to be able to do that. But I also think it's the package that allows you to optimize your retirement plan. And that includes health solutions, protection solutions, and other types of investment vehicles that can help a participant accomplish their goals. Jeff, I just want to say thank you again. You've given us uh, and our listeners just some great insight. And I want to thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, Jeff, I want to echo Heather's thanks, and I certainly appreciate your time. It's, it's great to see you again. And as Heather mentioned, and I mentioned beginning the show, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. We look forward to updating you with more valuable insights on many more episodes ahead in 2022. So as always, thanks for joining us today, and I hope you stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voyer nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.